Micro Monday again, the weekly microcast where we get to know members of the micro.blog community. I'm Jean McDonald, the community manager here at micro.blog. This is a special edition of Micro Monday because I am welcoming back the founder of micro.blog, Manton Reese, who is at Manton on micro.blog. Hey, Manton, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks. Good to be back on the show. I know. It's been a while since our, our humble beginnings interviewing each other in episode one. Um, yeah. 23 <laughs> so, episodes in. I love how all these episodes have gone. I just, yeah. I'm just really happy with just the different people that we've had on, people that have never been on a podcast before or some have, and just hearing the stories. And I'm just really happy with the way the whole <laughs> podcast has gone. It's exciting. Yeah, I've been enjoying it a lot, too. And I've learned a lot about the people and about the community and what um, makes people happy about micro.blog, which is always interesting to know. So today we decided we would do something a little different um, and have a Q&A, mainly with Manton with the answers, um, because he is the answer man. And I have solicited questions from the micro.blog community, which I have organized and um, will be I will be the questioner, um, the interrogator, as it were. Um, so Manton, tell me, when you are at a cocktail party, and people ask you, so you do this thing called micro dot blog, but what does that mean? Like, what do you tell them? Or if cocktail party isn't your uh, cup of tea? How about an elevator? <laughs> Getting the pitch down for describing exactly micro dot blog is is still really difficult. Like I feel like after a few years of working on this, I should be better at it. But I usually say it's a blogging platform and new social network. And I don't just say it's a new social network because first of all, it's not, but also because the blogging platform is like a key part of why I think it works. And you know, mm -hmm. like there's there's a lot of goals that Microsoft Blog has that are enabled by the fact that there's blogs and there's open standards behind this kind of thing and that it cares about encouraging people to have their own domain name and own their content. Um, I think that approach kind of unlocks something about what we can do with the platform. Mm -hmm. And so that's really important. So I usually, yeah, I usually say like blog platform and social network, and that maybe is not the great, <laughs> the best description, but <laughs> they, I, I have to, you have to have blog in there somewhere. It's in the name. It's mm -hmm. an important part of how the, the platform works. Yeah. And it's also, you know, social networks have come and gone. We've seen a whole bunch and we really tried with Microsoft blog to design something a little bit differently. Again, that kind of embraces the web and something that can last, like whether that's your blog of everything you've been writing or your photo blog or whatever, um, having features in the platform that will let, let it grow and expand and be useful right away for people. Um, so that you don't mm -hmm. have to wait for the network effect. You don't have to wait for millions of people to, to join to get value out of blogging and out of the community and the conversations. And so that's a really important foundation like for micro.blog. Sounds good. Let's dive into these questions because we got a lot of interesting questions, but this is still technically a microcast. So we're not going to run um, hours and hours long. And um, so Manton, this first question um comes from uh, Shuth, uh, that's at Shuth um, on micro.blog, and 
who says it's a great time for a check-in um, because, of course, a lot is going on in the general space of social media and microblogging. What do you feel the Discover page is already doing well? And what would you like to see it do better? Um, and I think that's a that's a great question because Discover is a big part of the interface and that's where we um, share new posts from people that we think other people would be interested in in discovering and um, a, a way that people find new people to follow. What um, what are we doing well, Manton? So the discover section actually is one of my favorite parts of micro.blog right now. I think we're I think we are doing a good job with it. Yeah. And of course, it can we can get into how it can improve. But to rewind a little bit at the very beginning of micro.blog, there was like a discover I don't know if at the very beginning or shortly after it launched, there was a discover page that was for like discovering users mm -hmm. where we could highlight users and it was kind of a random selection of people. And I, I had kind of problems with that right at the beginning. And one of the problems is I didn't feel like it reflected people who were actually active and posting on micro.blog. Mm -hmm. And so we switched it to this idea that the discover section is a timeline of recent posts of people that are posting photos and links and just things they're doing or talking about. And I like that it kind of, someone can jump in and get a feel for what the platform is about mm -hmm. and what the community is like without overwhelming them with everything. Like a lot of social networks, when they start, they have like a global timeline of absolutely everything. And the problem with everything is, a lot of it's just no good. A lot of it's, you know, it's just like a lot. I mean, there could be spam in there. There could yeah. be people being hateful. There could be just random stuff that just makes no sense. There could be advertisements. Yeah. It could be anything. And so our view is, I think, a nicer, kind of cleaner, curated view of like what is going on in the community. And I think it's worked out really well. Now, of course, we can always do more. Mm -hmm. And the first part of doing more was adding like the emoji section. So discover there's like the main view, but then there's, you know, people who have posted about books or podcasts or sports, you know, basketball, that, these sort of things. And that's like the first step to expanding it out to cover more posts, mm -hmm. photos. There's a photo section. I think we can do even more with photos. Mm -hmm. So I think it's the right kind of path that we're on with discover I think the next thing that I would add would be search. And I think if you could search everything that's ever been in any parts of the discover section, I mm -hmm. think that would be really powerful to find people, discover new people to follow people that share your interests. Yeah. And it would also kind of solve one of my complaints with global search on a traditional social network where it can be used to kind of like game search results or again, be a kind of experience you could be exposed to just random stuff that you don't care about or that's yeah. hurtful. And so that, I think that's the next step for discover. And I don't think you and I have talked about it that no. much, but that's been kind of in the back of my mind yeah. when people ask for search is allowing the whole discover archive kind of to be, to be searched. searched. Yeah. I like that idea. I mean, I'd also like it if we had a way of showing all the uh, tag emoji um, mm -hmm. at once so that people could, you know, see a timeline of the books or timeline of what they were looking for. Right now, you have to refresh Discover to see those icons change out at the top. And uh, I think since we have more than three sections now, that we should probably figure out how to show mm. everybody everything um, yeah, that's absolutely. available. 
Part of the thing with Discover is just figuring out where all these things go yeah. in the apps. Like, where do you click to see the emoji? And 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 that's part of the guest kind of vision for Discover too. Is the reason it's not everything is because it can be so overwhelming yeah. to see everything. Like, I'm I don't want to hope I'm not coming across as saying like there's a bunch of posts that are terrible on Microdot Ball because that's not that's yeah. not actually true. I mean, most people are posting really great stuff, but it's just overwhelming to see everything, and so how do you do that with emoji too? Like, how do you like yeah. allow people to discover all the different emoji topics without overwhelming them with, you know, mm -hmm. here's everything. Yeah. Well, um, to, to, uh, to nip this discussion in the bud before it becomes a staff <laughs> meeting about what to do <laughs> next, because you already got the wheels turning in my head. Um, I will, uh, move on to the next, uh, question, which is, uh, is relevant um, from C. Devereaux, which is, can you talk about a timeline of features, especially search and location? So I'll take search first, because I think I already said that. I think the yeah. search, I think is the first step with search is to discover search. I think that's the right place to start. And then we'll mm -hmm. go from there. Location, we've been kind of careful not to do much with location yet, because there's privacy concerns. Mm -hmm. And so like when you upload a photo, a lot of people don't realize or don't really think about it that like the GPS location is in the photo mm -hmm. a lot of the time. And so we strip that out. Like if you post a photo from the iOS app, we strip all the location information out before it gets uploaded to micro.blog mm -hmm. so that you don't have to worry about that. But there are a lot of people that want that information to be mm -hmm. preserved, right? So there should be some way to opt in to sharing your location. and. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly what that looks like. It could look just like what happens on Instagram or Twitter where you just say like, it's okay to share my location. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to kind of experiment with the UI, but it would be nice for people that want it. It would be nice, you know, especially like you're traveling or you're on a vacation or something. It would be nice to be able to share your location yeah. and then we can do fun stuff with that too. Like I always thought we have these pins in micro.blog where they, yeah. they get redeemed when you post like, you know, five times in a row or something like that. I always thought it'd be neat to have a pin for like, you know, the uh, traveler that like, you, you know, you go to another city and you unlock a pin by posting from another city or another mm -hmm. country. And so it, there'd be some fun stuff we could do with location when we're ready to add it to the UI. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that that would be cool. And um, I, I like that we default to the, uh, don't share my information um, without me specifically saying it's okay to share my location and uh, anything that, that impinges on your privacy or your ability to feel safe on the platform. We're, we're going to take it very seriously and slowly um, to make sure we do the right thing. Okay. Another question from Jack Wellborn, which is, he asks, there's micro.blog and then there's microblogs. I understand it's up to the non-micro.blog microblogs if and how to implement features available on micro.blog. That said, are there areas where micro.blog feels responsible for the wider microblog community? I worry about my self-hosted microblog that it will end up becoming a second-class citizen. And I think, you know, before you dive into this, it's important to, um, for those who, who aren't aware, micro.blog is a hosting platform. Um, and some of the microblogs are hosted 
on micro.blog, but we also make it possible for you to integrate um, your own blog. So bring your own blog to micro.blog. And that's what Jack's question is about, is is, is his BYOB uh, going to become a second-class citizen as we roll out features for the micro.blog platform? So I think there's two parts to kind of answering this. The first is that like the architecture for micro.blog the whole design of it was to ensure that that didn't happen. In other words, like there's not that big of a difference between a blog hosted somewhere else and a blog hosted on a micro.blog in terms of how the system works and how posts kind of go into the timeline. There are optimizations that we can do in micro.blog for hosted sites to make things faster or more integrated a little bit, but like the, the core architecture, there's not a huge difference because I never wanted exactly what he's kind of implying to happen. I never wanted uh, there to be like a, you have to host with us or you don't get, you know, all the features. Mm -hmm. And, but the second part of the question, I think, or the answer is really, are there innovations and UI improvements we can do in micro.blog that may not apply to other blogging platforms and that is almost, that's not, that's kind of where I think we can lead by example. Like, I think we can do some really neat things that it's not preventing other blog software from doing those things, but mm -hmm. they may lag behind a little bit. So for example, I really like what we're doing with podcasting, where you can have a microcast on micro.blog, like the one you're listening to right now. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really easy way to podcast, especially use like wavelength or iOS app, or you just post your MP3 from the web. It's like, it handles everything for you. It's really simple. It's not that easy to podcast. I don't think with like WordPress, mm -mm. but it could be like, I think there are things we can do to make blogging easier that maybe will make other blog software catch up a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I don't know exactly what other, I mean, I can't, I guess I, I don't feel responsible for other blog software too much because that's their software. And in a lot of cases, you know, other blog software has a much larger team than we do at yes. microdotblogs. So like <laughs> it's on them to add features and make their software better. But the kind of core part of this question, I think, and the core part of the design of microdotblog is that everything should be on equal footing. Yes. Okay. Um, now Jan Willem asks, is there a timeline for a photo archive? I'm not, I wish I had clarified exactly what this I one think it means, means. Like where you, um, have like a place on the server where your photos are that you can link to or access. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Pro I guess so. There's a lot we can do with photos. Like I love photo blocking. And I think for a lot of people, photos are the like the best place to start in terms of like, if you think about like, okay, what should I post to Twitter or some other social network versus what should I post to my own blog? I mm -hmm. think is a really easy case to be made for saying photos are so valuable and special. Those should be on your own blog. Those should be on your own site. Yeah. So I love photo blogging. I think we should do more. We are going to do more. The new version yes. of Sunlit that will be out hopefully soon. I love the new version that we're working on to bring kind of Instagram like functionality and UI to photo blogs. I think the, so I don't know exactly how to answer the question other than we want mm -hmm. to do more 
with photos and yeah, there should be more ways to view your time. Like you should be able to look at someone's timeline and for example, view like a grid of thumbnails of their photos, or there should be different themes in micro.blog that are like specifically for photos. Like Mm -hmm. some of the default themes we have for micro.blog look pretty good for a photo blog, but like we could have a theme that's like just all about photos. And so, yeah, I think there's a lot we can do with photos Mm -hmm. still. Cool. Um, Adam Proctor says, I can't think of anything sensible to ask. So when will we get dark mode in iOS, please? Smiley face. <laughs> and dark mode. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Uh, there's so much to do still. The yeah. uh, the iOS app is actually overdue for an update. There's a couple things in the iOS app that have lagged behind mm-hmm. the what the Mac app can do. And yeah. like multiple account support is top priority for the iOS app. I know a lot of people have been waiting for that. To be honest, I think the truth is I will not get to dark mode in the app until I have someone else working on the app more with me. (laughs) You know, it's just like, uh, there's so many things to do in the app. I think unfortunately dark mode is down the list a little bit. There's, there's just other things that we need to do first. Um, well, that sort of leads right into Smokey's question, where he says, the next six to seven months cover both the first anniversary of Micro.blog being open to the general public, December, and the two-year anniversary of its opening to Kickstart backers, April. Those are both true. So from the outside, and probably inside too, there will be lots of intention on the state of Micro.blog. And I thought, thank you for reminding me that, Smokey, <laughs> <laughs> anniversaries are always a good time, you know, to work on on interesting PR campaigns and swag, of course. So besides swag, what, <laughs> that's me saying that uh, Smokey asks, what are some of the plans um, or goals Manton is working on for the next six months in terms of platform and app features, community health and management and the like? Can we expect to see all of the items on the what's next list implemented or at least checkpoints along the way (laughs) for some of them, like two to three new themes added, for example? Yeah, the the what's next list, uh, the only things that are on that are things we will absolutely definitely do. And it's not a long list, and that's on purpose because I don't want to have a huge list of every feature that we might do because that's just not useful for that particular page. So yes, everything on that list will be done. I think in the next year. And of course there's a lot of other things that are not on that list. I need to do a better job of updating that list to be current. Mm -hmm. Actually it's as we record, it's doesn't even include things we've already shipped. Um, So (laughs) it, it needs to be, I need to do a better job of updating that. Um, so definitely we'll do all those. That's easy answer um, the <laughs> not easy to do just an no. easy answer <laughs> um and um because that that list i view is kind of like that's this that's the promise list that's yeah. like we're gonna this is stuff we're either working on or we're definitely gonna do and then we have i have my own kind of list of things that i'm working on and bugs and that i'm tracking and then on github we have an issues project with a whole bunch of things that the community has submitted and I haven't done a great job of kind of curating that either, but that's more of like a, just a wide open feature suggestion list. And we're not going to 
probably do all of those, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the the what's next list, and if, if people haven't seen it, it's on help.micro.blog. The idea with that is just like, what's coming up pretty soon? Like, what are we mm-hmm. definitely going to do? So his specific example with new themes, yes, I totally want to do more themes. I mentioned like photo-specific themes, but they're – there's plenty more. One micro.blog user I was just talking to a couple of weeks ago, they made a new theme for their own blog and offered to share it for micro.blog users. And so I would love to integrate that one soon. It has a slightly different you know, look than a lot of the themes that we have. Mm-hmm. So I think it would make a great next theme. Uh, just need to take a little more time to integrate it. So here's an interesting one. In light of current events from S. Harding, um, I'm curious about Manton's thoughts on the comparisons between micro.blog and Twitter. Good, because it's driving user acquisition as people become frustrated with Twitter. Bad, because people are trying to make micro.blog into a Twitter clone instead of letting it be its own thing. Both, question mark, neither, question mark. Good question, S. Mm -hmm. Harding. Yeah, that's a great question. I think both. I think mostly good, because anytime new people are joining micro.blog, that's that's good, right? This is yes. just a larger community. Hopefully, uh, a lot of people will fall in love with micro.blog and it'll, it'll click and people will really like it. Um, a little bit, I wouldn't say bad, but like that's his word, a little bit bad just because, you know, that's true. Micro.blog is not the same thing. And so when you have a bunch of new users that have expectations, then you have to kind of explain why it's different and kind of listen to their feedback which is good and it makes the platform better, but it's also a little disruptive. Like someone else noticed, I don't think it was this user, but someone else noticed that when a bunch of new people join, like let's say someone on Twitter or that has a lot of followers or someone that has a podcast that a lot of people listen to, when they say, yeah, you should check out micro.blog, a whole bunch of people join at once, right? Mm -hmm. And then the conversations on micro.blog kind of, they all of a sudden revert back to, let's talk about comparing microblog <laughs> and Twitter. Whereas yeah. the week before we were talking about like books and mm. we were reading and like, you know, yeah. so, you know, just other random yeah. stuff that we're working on, right. With our job or, you know, other things we're going through or posting beautiful photos. And so that's, we learn a lot when people join and the feedback is really good because you hear the same thing over and over again. And then, you know, that's something that's important to people, mm-hmm. but it also is a little disruptive when, a lot of people join, but I would say 95% good. Yeah. I would say mostly good when people are discovering micro.blog. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure if I go back to my email or Slack notes to you from when I first started using micro.blog, I have said everything I said back then, the same things people are saying now when they first come from Twitter, which is where are my followers and where is you know, retweeting and where is, you know, the, that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. um, I will say it was frustrating in the beginning. And I thought, well, I'm just going to uh, go with the flow. And now I just find it hard to go back to Twitter with all its various uh, distractions and kind of frenetic uh, energy that I think is based on like, you know, being popular and getting likes and creating a, a, enhanced, you know, presence for yourself in the world, which mainly on micro.blog, I, I feel like people are just being themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's nice. Um, let's see, we probably have time for a couple more questions. Smokey, um, 
who's been on you know the platform for a good long while and was a guest on Micro Monday quite a, a few weeks ago, says, um, have you given any thought to beefing up the onboarding process that encourages discovery um, both ways, others discovering the new member and the new member discovering people they might like to interact with here um, and set up community norms? And uh, he, you know, he actually went into some detail of um, some ideas of how to um, encourage people to include more information about themselves and how to find people. But I think it's a good question generally um, because I can answer yes, Manton has given a lot of thought to this. And in fact, you did a whole timetable about the uh, microcast about um, college orientation and uh, onboarding at micro.blog. Yep. And the, and these suggestions from Smokey are really good. The, the thing that I had thought about, like what you said with that podcast episode was maybe having a, like a, little walkthrough video after mm-hmm. you join where, you know, you don't have to watch it, but if you've got two minutes to spare, it would, it would basically, it wouldn't be like super polished or well-produced mm-hmm. necessarily, but it would be me showing you micro.blog just on the web, clicking mm-hmm. through saying, this is what this is about. This is what this is about describing kind of the, the premise and the foundation for how things work and the ways that things are a little different. And I think that would just be a, just an easier introduction for people, uh, especially since, you know, we link the help site on every page at the top, but like most people don't click through and read, no. you know, 20 help articles. So no. just like describing it to, to them, I think that would really help. Uh, one other thing I've been thinking about that Smokey hits on in this, uh, these suggestions too, is making it easier for people to fill out their kind of about me yeah. bio. I I've noticed that a lot of people, don't fill that out right away because we don't prompt for that at the beginning because when you create your account, we don't want to prompt you for having to fill out too many fields. But I've been thinking lately that we should prompt for that when you sign up, like just write it one sentence about who you are. Mm -hmm. And then the the first time you post, you know, that'll be on the about page for your blog and you won't have to remember to go into the account section and figure out where to fill that out. So I think that would be mm-hmm. an easy thing we could do. Yeah, I think so too. I, I've been, um, as somebody else uh, pointed out, like, you know, on Discover, we often um, include those hello world posts from new people just to signal, here's a new person on blog you might want to follow. And I usually drill down um, before I include that person's post to make sure they're not a bot, you know, or... <laughs> In some cases, there's just nothing there, though, that would make somebody follow you. You know, the, when you go to the about page, it, it still has the default text. So I don't include those because I think that they would be frustrating, um, you know, mm-hmm. for those, those people. Um, uh, and, um, anyway, but yeah, I think we, we, we can, we, we have lots of room for improvement in that area. Um, Definitely. For sure. And, and we have some good ideas around what to do. Um, but as, uh, other people have noticed, we noted, we are only two people, <laughs> three, if you count Jonathan, um, mm-hmm. for who's, who works on the apps as well. But, uh, this kind of project, um, definitely, uh, requires us to, to clear the decks and, and focus on it. Um, 
So we will, we, but we're, we're motivated. We want all these new people to understand micro.blog and come to appreciate it the same way that we do. Mm-hmm. Let's see now. Do you want to just do one more question? Does that, um, we can do, I think we could do, let's try to do a few more really quick. Okay. Okay. Lightning round. From Ron, we uh, got the request for Manton. Please repeat the data you gave at the end of core intuition number 339 about the size of the staff producing the WordPress product. When folks compare features here to other platforms, I think it's only fair that they also compare the available manpower to develop them. Yeah, so on that podcast, I think I had talked about Automatic, the company behind WordPress.com, over 700 people, wow. which is not, it's not huge by like the big like Facebook and Twitter and Google like companies, but mm-hmm. it is really huge, right? Especially compared to our three people, which is generous since we're not all full time. So, <laughs> so, um, it, I've, I'm really proud of what we've been able to do with a very, very, very tiny team mm-hmm. and looking forward to growing that. But yeah, it's sometimes I wonder what the others, those companies with thousands of people are doing, but that's a separate <laughs> discussion. We're, we're proud of what we've done with a small team. We would love to have a yeah. uh, larger team and grow over time to do even more. Um, then a question from, uh, Hexal, which is, I'm wondering, um, what the ideal way to consume microdot blog content is basically something along the lines of go to the timeline, then go to mentions, then discovery, then log off. It is usually interesting to hear different ways people use a platform. Um, that's uh, pretty much what I do. <laughs> right there. Go to the timeline, go to mentions. Um, well, discover, since I curate it, I already know what's there, but. What about you? Or what What do you think? There's probably as many ways to use it as there are people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's different for everybody. I think what this description of like click on timeline and kind of see if you have any mentions and kind of click around, maybe view some conversations. That's kind of how I use it. And I think a lot of people mm-hmm. do. The I've noticed that some people also like so that you can actually get your whole timeline. Like everybody you follow all their posts like mm-hmm. th- that they're posting that day. You can get that in like a RSS feed or JSON yes. feed. So I've noticed some people like to put that into an app like Feedbin or their favorite RSS reader, and then they can just kind of view that whenever they are reading other blogs. You can also get the whole Discover timeline. You can put it in an RSS reader. So I think there's some flexibility there. I'd say most mm-hmm. people probably just use it like they'd be using Twitter or something else, but mm-hmm. it varies, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I like that. Yeah. I, I do too. And I, when I have time, there's people do link to interesting posts. And so, you know, I feel like I always can find something to read. Um, if I just look in the micro dot blog timeline somewhere. Um, okay. Amit asks, does Manton ever sleep? Uh, what is the fact one factor about micro dot blog that lets him sleep peacefully? <laughs> and <laughs> I, uh, and then what's what's the one feature he wishes he had implemented like yesterday but hasn't, and why? So that's so, three questions. Yeah, <laughs> I, I Just, hope the answer to the first one is yes. You know, I've been sleeping a lot more lately. There was a time this year where I was doing so much, I do not think I was getting enough sleep, but I've been trying to correct that because it's yeah, it's not sustainable. Um, I. I think I sleep pretty peacefully. I'm pretty happy about things. I would mm-hmm. sleep even more peacefully if we're at the point one day where we could have like a 
system administrator that's like in a different time zone that like mm -hmm. if three in the morning, if there's a problem with the server, they would yeah. be handling it and not <laughs> me. But I, I feel like I sleep pretty peacefully. I, I've been doing web stuff and server stuff long enough where I don't panic too much about if there's something happens in the middle of the night. I don't have my phone like wake me up at three in the morning. Mm -hmm. If there's a problem, there's just, there's a problem. And then hopefully people will be uh, understanding. Mm -hmm. What's the one feature I wish I'd implemented? Uh, good question. There are so many things that we still want to do that I wish had been done yesterday. Mm -hmm. Because we've been talking a little about the iOS app, I would probably say I wish that the iOS app had a couple features that are in progress shipped to customers already. I mm -hmm. wish the new version of Sunlight was out. There's a few of those things that like we've been kind of sitting on that are mm -hmm. pretty much ready. And those are always the most kind of frustrating that they're not out and everybody can see them yet. Mm -hmm. So I would probably say some of those apps, but yeah, there's so many things that I wish were done yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, for myself, um, I, a lot of these onboarding questions are things that I've been thinking about and sort of sketching out projects for, but those aren't done. And, and you never know when a wave of Twitter, um, you know, uh, news is going to send a lot of people our way. And I, w I would have liked to have that stuff done mm -hmm. like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, no, you're totally right. Cause it's, uh, you hate to have those opportunities kind of pass you yeah. by when like a lot of new people are looking at it for the first time. Yeah. And like, we know that like our first page when you go to Microdot blog could be way better at describing yeah. the vision and like why you'd, want to join and what you're going to get out of the community. We know that, that could be improved. And I, I think that there's a, you know, some people will, will join or they'll have one of those moments where they'll check it out and it won't be for mm -hmm. them, but maybe they'll check it out again later. We've certainly mm -hmm. seen that, but I think right now, especially, I think there's a, enough people that are kind of invested in the idea of trying something new mm -hmm. that we, we we're going to get a lot of new people even though we know that the the onboarding could be could be a lot better, a lot of hardy individuals who are willing to slog through our less than optimal onboarding. Yes, that's uh, that's going on my resume. Um, <laughs> uh, so I would like to wrap it up with a couple quick questions at the end from a, a couple other longtime micro blog community members. Burke asks, how does one apply for a job at micro.blog? <laughs> I think he's being facetious, but maybe not. I wish there was a way we could hire more people right now. That would be so great. And yeah. uh, he, uh, he's already one step, he's, he did the t-shirts Yes, <laughs> for us Actually, at WWDC, he's been, he, so he has a job. It's just yeah. not a paid, paid position, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, and he also two. maintains the the suggestions for new emoji, which is really great. We really appreciate that he took the the lead yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah, he's he's awesome. And then Eli asks, "What is your favorite footwear?" Uh, <laughs> <And> <laughs> I'm not. I was, I'm not prepared. I didn't expect this one. Uh, well, I I was kind of psyched because I'm like I never asked Manton a single question about his clothes and yeah. however many years I've known you and I I don't even know what kind of footwear you wear I haven't paid hmm. attention but I'm sure it's I, sensible and comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you know I live in Austin Texas and for the longest time I would just wear like sandals 
all the mm-hmm. time, every day, 365 days a year. So that probably would still be true, although I haven't seemed yeah. to be wearing them as much <laughs> very often, but <laughs> I don't know. I'll go with that. Okay. Um, well, Manton, I really appreciate you taking the time to come back to Micro Monday uh, so we could talk about these questions from the community. And I think it would be a great thing for us to do on a more regular basis because um, they have a lot of questions and we have mostly a lot of answers. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Thanks, everybody, for the questions. And uh, yeah, we'll have to do this every once in a while. I think it'd be great to revisit the stuff. And I didn't prepare answers to these. So this is just kind of off the cuff, but hopefully we covered a lot. And certainly if there's an area that, you know, I think that could be useful to go into more detail, let us know. Cause like a lot of this stuff would make great like blog posts to describe more of our thinking behind it. That's right. Well, thanks everybody for listening and we'll talk to you again next week. Mm -hmm.